Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Gray's Academy. You have your two stunning, uh, fully showered, fully rested hosts. Uh, my name is Carmen. And my name is Kelsey, and we are so happy to be here on this, a beautiful night for a podcast. We are excited to get into this one, because this is a good one. This it is, is a good one. Uh, before, before we start, I'm going to go ahead and... Uh, call back to your prediction at the end of last episode where you said Callie will say no and her and George will break up. I just wanted to remind you of that. (laughs) I I think I was right. I think this is an alternate reality where it's a dream. This is a dream Ah. sequence episode. Mm. Delightful. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I I, I can't win all of them. Okay, Kelsey, (laughs) I'm really... I know it just brings me joy when it's that when it's the most opposite like it's funny sometimes when it's wrong but when it's just the exact opposite I think it's hilarious. <laughs> uh Kelsapaya Alapicia I don't remember her last name. Torres. Also, I don't Torres, that's right. Uh anyways, hello. Hi. Hello, we have a new hi. episode. Before yes, we do we an do. episode, mm-hmm. should we should we should talk about uh Number one, go go check out our Patreon link. There's lots of fun mm-hmm. stuff. There's are those uh, new episodes all uploaded? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's awesome. Four so we've we've on got some. Well, some... three are available to everyone, and one is available to the top tier. Right, Alicia, enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, go follow us on Instagram at Gray's Academy Pod at Carmen.Gabriel.Official at Chaotically Kelsey. Uh, email us at crazeacademypod at gmail.com if you have certain things you want to talk to us about. And uh, I get to see you in two days. So that's great. Yay. We're so excited. Um, unfortunately, we're not going to have time to do an episode while we're together because it's a quick trip and it's fully booked and focused on the babies. But we will still um, spend time together and feel joy in our hearts. Um, we do want to thank you guys for another incredible week of streams. If you're a new listener, hello. Um, if you're an oldness listener, hello. Thanks for still being here. Um, but so we just want to say thank you guys for sharing and, and getting the word out to people because we know that we're being found by new people. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just wild and we really appreciate the support. So, uh, again, if there's anything you want to say, feel free to reach out to us. Carmen does not have access to the Instagram, so you can message us on there and he will not see spoilers. Um, or you can, like I, like he said, um, email us at graceacademypod at gmail.com, which he also does not have access to. Um, it's true. It's basically also, a you can with you no can. internet access. <laughs> so, actually, uh, I, I almost saw a spoiler the other day. One of my friends, uh, shout out Tanya if you get to this episode in, like, three weeks um new listener so she's never watched grays before ever but she it looks like when she posted the screenshot on her instagram story it was not young meredith it was Mm. older meredith so and there and she was watching with the captions on but i was like i didn't read the captions all i saw is that it was older meredith uh but once I realized that there was no other people in the scene i was like okay no spoiler i know meredith is in this show forever uh but anyways, uh, be careful what you put on Instagram and also, uh, yeah, no spoilies. But yeah, anyways, I oftentimes take, take screen our friends stories and text Carmen not to to look at like our friends stories when they post Grace spoilers. <laughs> I have to text her and be like, don't watch Ryan's stories for 24 hours. Don't watch Kelly or Leah's stories for 24 hours. Yeah. 
And speaking of listeners, uh, shout out Leah being oh, a, yeah. becoming a mommy. So Congrats shout out to one of our very good friends and and listeners, Leah. Had a baby this morning. Can't wait to meet him. Okay. Hashtag oh, Scorpio also, season. I have to shout out my dad's work because he works at a hospital and they received some kind of very special accreditation that only 27 hospitals in the entire country have. Um, and it was specifically the the department that the he Derek is in charge oh. of. So um, I'm very proud of him. So I don't want to give Wonderful. more details because I don't want people to figure out where he yeah. works because that would yeah. be weird <laughs> but um yes so i thought that was cool and i called him to be like this is very cool and i'm very proud of you please explain to me what it means because i do not understand <laughs> <laughs> um and he did so it's just really cool um in a in a less in a less uh confidential news update as well uh i have a birthday in two days you do have i'm a turning birthday old in two well days. which is tomorrow in podcast time yes and that is the day that i will see you Yes. And my arrival will be your gift because I don't have anything else to give you. I don't want anything else. <laughs> okay. Um, help good. me buy this brisket that I'm going to smoke and that's about it. Okay. I can do that. I will also help you eat it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Grey's Anyways. Grey's Anatomy. Okay. So this is it, guys. This is episode 50. Hey, It's not our episode 50. We've done more than 50 episodes because we've done bonus episodes. Um, but... Episode 50 of the show. Yay. Woohoo. So exciting. Big time. Um, I think this is a good episode for episode 50. Some good shit goes down. Good times. Um, okay. So this is the 14th season of... Good God. I do that all the time. The 14th episode. <laughs> the, like there is a 14th season. It's not even that absurd. Um, right. Right. The 14th episode of the third season. Um, and it is called Wishing and Hoping. And that's a song. Wishing and Hoping is uh is a song written by hal david and the legendary burt Bacharach, and uh it was um released for it was a single for diane 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 warwick and uh, it was from the album presenting diane dion dion warwick uh anyways uh it's in the uh it was released great. I'm doing great here. Listen, I don't know how to say this person's name. I, I've never heard of two of these people. I know Burt Bacharach, legend. Um, he does the What the World Needs Now is Love Sweet Love song. song. Uh, but anyways, so uh, released in uh, the fall of 1962. Uh, it was one of the singles. So uh, Wishing and Hoping. And it's one of those songs where you just you just know it. Wishing. And hoping and hoping and doobie she doobie 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 by know it you mean <laughs> you know that one little bit you just know wishing and hoping yeah it's I have that entire two words memorized uh but yeah so th- this song never had uh charted it wasn't like a smash hit but it's definitely one of those ones where if you listen to any songs from the sixties it's probably on one of those compilation uh uh tracks but um. Yeah, so really excited to to dig into this one and um glad to glad to have a name. I will say I I was uh when I was watching this this episode, I I didn't realize that it was one piece. I was like wishing and hopping. What the fuck? What's what kind of song is that? But wishing and hoping. So, anyways, Kelsey, back to you. Take it away. What a good song. What a classic bebop. 
Um, so this episode was written by Tony Phelan and Joan Rader, who we've seen many times before, um, and directed by Julianne Robinson. It aired February 1st, 2007 to 24.18 million views. So up, up like 3 million from last week. Um, and the Netflix synopsis is the doctors comp- compete for Richard's affections and a surgical patient endangers the lives of those around her. So that's it. Nothing about Ellis, which is a pretty big plot point. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. gigantic. Um, yeah, so that's it. That's all for this one. Also, it should include a line of, a woman's blood kills everyone. <laughs> well, sure, they did. A patient endangers the doctors. No, it should, have been, it should have been more, it should have been more <laughs> eye-catching. Aggressive. Patient's open wound blows up hospital. Nice. Skittles have fentanyl. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Don't even get me started. Check that Halloween. Skittles do not have fentanyl. These people out here are paying hundreds of thousands of dollars for drugs just to poison us on their Halloween candy, apparently. I opened up a Milky Way and uh, it was disgusting. uh, A a gun came out. A gun fell out of the Milky Way. A fully loaded semi automatic rifle. I mean, and it's like one of those mini minis, right? So it's like, how did yeah. they even do that? It's like the dedication. It's a feat of science. Truly do you remember inspiring. When we were kids, it was razor blades in the app in the caramel apples. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's yeah, always yeah. something. It's all it comes in cycles. It's always something. It's fine. Just as long yeah. as the candy's sealed, it's probably fine. I just can't. I remember <sighs> there there was a, a broken needle scare one at one year it was oh, like yeah. broken needles like used hiv aid needles or they're gonna get you and i was like okay well that if sucks that's how i go <laughs> she died doing what she loved eating if candy. i rip if i rip open that bag of sour patch kids and there's a broken needle in there ah what what a then, time then i guess i'll stop eating them the lord has shown me their way to take me home um okay so let's get into it. The recap was short. This episode was like two minutes longer than normal, but I don't know if you had noticed. I felt like the recap was shorter. And so I yeah. looked at the timestamp of the episode and a lot of the episodes are 43 minutes and this one was 45. So I felt like they were trying to cram some more in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. The big thing so, that stood out to me on the recap mm-hmm. was um, I, I figured Alice was going to be coming back. Yeah, obviously. So. Yeah. I think that's a pretty. Um, anytime yeah, they, they bring Ellis or Thatcher yeah. in, you could just assume that they're coming in this episode. Yeah, they're like, remember, these people exist. Meredith has parents. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> um, so, yeah, the recap starts with Bailey pitching the idea for the free, free clinic and then Izzy funding the free clinic. Um, then the whole, like, everyone's fighting for chief thing. Ellis exists. Um, and then George and Burke both proposed. So. Let's get into it. We come, we come in, and Christina is holding a huge fucking ring. That thing is massive. Yeah, it massive. It, the thing that I don't like about this episode is they didn't really establish ever because this the both of these marry me's were out of were like random, right? Mm-hmm. They didn't establish the timeline at which Burke acquired this ring, which I'm a little bit annoyed about. Yeah, I have to assume it was after he proposed and she didn't answer right away. So then he went out maybe and got the ring and was like, just so you know, I'm serious. Here's this ring to go with it. 
it only cost me 500000 of my $2 million hands. I know. I can't even imagine how much that thing cost. Uh, probably not 500 k That's no, probably... No, definitely not, but easily... Maybe a 20 to 30 k ring. Yeah, I would say around the 20, at least. I don't know how much a 3 carat ring is, but also the setting it's in with the double wide band is really yeah. quite beautiful. Yeah. It's a stunning ring. That's for yeah. sure. Um... Okay, so she's looking at it. It's massive and gorgeous. Um, George and Callie are on the elevator. They're holding hands. So were you like, oh, they didn't break up? <laughs> I, I, at that point, was like, oh, they didn't break up. But I had no idea that they yeah. would have been like, oh, we're married. Like, no, didn't see that coming. Yeah, that, uh, let's say, uh, it's, it comes out of left field. That's for sure. Um, it's an interesting plot point to this to this particular episode because mm-hmm. there's no people should just not be dicks. Basically, yeah. is just what I want to say. Everyone was a fucking asshole, especially Izzy. Like, you had right a garbage episode. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like, give a fuck about your Denny Duquette clinic. You're a bitch. Do you know who was actually not an asshole about it? it? Was Addison? Addison was quite nice. I mean, she asked like why it was why, like you're doing it fast, but she wasn't like mean about it. She was just like, "Why so fast?" Meredith was also pretty pretty gentle about it. Too, yeah, Meredith was she supportive. Gave, gave a congratulations, gave him a hug. Mm-hmm. That was nice. Yeah, but Meredith was. I mean, Addison is man. What what a whirlwind episode for Addison. Am I right? <laughs> uh, yeah, so as, yeah. Okay, well, let's get into it. Okay. Um, <laughs> right. Izzy and Bailey uh, are at the clinic, which I noted they said they built in eight days, which is, I find unrealistic um, as someone who has seen things get built, many things from, um, obviously, we're building a house right now. And also, I worked at Disney World and watched them take, like, millions of years to build roller coasters and stores. So I just find it... Uh, uh, difficult to believe that they would be able to build and fully furnish a free clinic in eight days. The permits alone would have to have taken months, right? Yeah. Like I'm like, and it's fine if this building like was already there. Maybe they didn't build this building. Maybe the structure was there. That's fine, but just tell but me. But still, that. but I need still, like zoning and coding, yeah. like. There's no way because if the the free clinic part would have to have its so its own like nonprofit coding right Probably. like they couldn't just remove that from the hospital like where did that build what used to be there what did they take away yeah, yeah there's a lot of yeah. questions there I just found it on not the most believable thing I'm glad um, that you also called that out because I made a note <laughs> of that and I was like mm, I, I don't mean, believe it doesn't it. matter but I was like. No, thank you. But it matters because we can't just like, <laughs> yeah, we just had, we had to, this, this clinic is named after a man who stole a heart from someone else because of his fiance's craziness. We need, if they also broke codes and permit laws to make this happen, <laughs> it's then like, it would be on brand. It's I guess. Can you imagine? Is he just like pays off the government employees to make this happen? She's like, we have eight days to open this. This is his legacy. Uh, yeah. Um, also, I think the reason that they say eight days is because they're giving us the timeline since the George and Burke proposed. I think that's the way yeah. that they're like establishing like this was eight days ago. Um, so 
this is what's happened. Um, okay. So then Meredith is at the nursing home and Alice is completely lucid. Like they tell her she woke up and she just remembers everything. She doesn't know where she is. She's been asking for you. We thought you should be the one that tells her she has Alzheimer's, which I'm like, should she though? Because you're medical professionals who probably deal with this a lot. And like, yes, she specifically is a medical medical professional, but I don't know. For me, I'm like, I understand the concept of thinking maybe if this news comes from a trusted loved one, it kind of like softens the blow. But what if it doesn't? What if it makes it worse? Because now you're like associating this person. I don't know. It's just like, it's just interesting to me that, that they would wait and have her tell her. Yeah. I also didn't understand that, but I didn't, I didn't think too much about it. I just wrote the note and I was like, that sucks. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay. So, Uh, Burke and Shepard are harassing the chief and Mark and Addison are watching and he's like, why don't you get in there and fight? And she said, I'm going to fight like a girl. I'll let them kill each other and then be the only one left standing. And then he says, I am so sorry. Oh, it's all right. It's seven Um, o'clock a.m. Seven. You just pulled an all nighter. Uh, and then Mark's like, oh, you're underestimating me again. And she says, it's not that I underestimate you. It's that I don't think about you at all. And it was at this exact moment that I knew they were going to sleep together because I remember the the scene of them sleeping together and her saying, I'm actively not thinking about you. And I like knew it was in the same episode. And I was like, ah, I thought that was further away. <laughs> but here we are. No, they're out here smushing booties. Back at it because she's not sleeping with Alex. So she just sleeps with Mark instead. Which like, <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. Just just fuck Alex. Just do it. Live your dreams. But then at one point she tells Callie, she's like, I'm not sleeping with the help or some shit or whatever. And I'm like, okay. If that's the hill that you decide you want to die on, (laughs) like, then at least hide your emotions throughout this episode better. Yeah. Um, So then Mark goes up to Dr. Weber and says that he's like, oh, Dr. Bailey's opening her clinic. I'm going to go down there and show my support. And Dr. Weber's like, Wow. What a stand-up fellow. What a great idea. I'm going to join you in that. Incredible. You should be the chief. That's what happened. Um, and then Derek and then, saying, <laughs> nicely done on the way out. That's classic. Yeah, That's yeah. funny. Um, At least they're very self-aware. The yeah, Mark knows how to play the game. For sure. Um, okay, so we go back to the nursing home and Ellis is super confused and she's like, I remember having this fight. I can't remember the last two months, like what's been going on. If you don't want to go to med school, that's fine. Like I'll support whatever you want. Just like, tell me, take me home. Like, where am I? And that's what Meredith has to be like, you are home. You have Alzheimer's. And Ellis has essentially what I assume is like a panic attack so great that it like causes her heart to malfunction. Cause it's not a heart attack. It's like arrhythmias or something. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just a, to me, I think it's a really, really like aggressive panic attack that just has very detrimental physical effects, but I could be wrong. That was my understanding of it. Also, can you help me with something real quick? Mm-hmm. I cannot remember Ellis's specialty. Cardiothoracic. No, she's a general surgeon. Okay. Yeah. And what was the surgery that she, she like patented and made super famous the gray method. The gray I th- method. I think it's something with the liver. Maybe. Okay. I can't, I, I just couldn't no, remember. I remember. And I was like, because yeah, they're, 
I, I like, yeah, and I couldn't Google it. And I, um, I was watching this episode and I really liked the interactions that her and Christina had. And I know we're going to yes. get to that in a minute, but I just was like, man, what the fuck was her specialty? Yeah, I can't she's remember. A general I knew it wasn't. Surgeon. Okay. I knew it wasn't neurosurgeon, but I couldn't remember what it was. So, okay, cool. Oh, a laparoscopic technique to treat gallbladders. So, uh, gallbladders is what's a gray speech. method. Yes. Mm. Yes. Uh, okay. So, then, ugh, sorry. Let me rearrange myself. Guys, remember to sit up straight. My back still hurts. Um, they take her to the hospital and then in an ambulance. Burke meets her at the ambulance and Meredith is like, yeah, she's fully lucid. Um, and she asks if Richard works there and he's like, oh, the chief. And she's like, oh, Richard is chief of surgery. And it's actually like a really sweet moment. Um, I think at least she's like, looks very proud of him. I agree. Right before that, though, you skipped over uh, Burke giving an open compliment to Meredith, which I thought was very nice uh, when they're wheeling her in. And uh, I thought that was a very nice moment because Burke, like, like, he doesn't owe Meredith anything. Yeah. And it was a nice moment. But then, yeah, I I definitely. uh, One of those things that it doesn't you don't realize that you know it until you see it is that, Oh yeah, she doesn't know that he made chief because she's been yeah, uh, in that fog all the times that they've been interacting for the last two seasons. Um, it's like one of those, how I met your mother glass shattering moments where I didn't realize that I didn't yeah. realize that. What, um, what compliment did Bert give her? I don't remember exactly what it was, but he, as, as he's wheeling her in off of the, uh, the ambulance, ambulance. he says something about how she's like a wonderful, like a fine surgeon, like something like that. Uh, Oh yeah. 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 She's like, Oh, cause she says we're at Seattle grace and uh, Meredith says, I work here. And Burke says, she's one of our finest interns. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, which I I really, I, I liked that. I mean, it didn't do much for Ellis's view of Meredith, apparently, but, you know. <laughs> no, it didn't. It was still nice. But she has no idea who Burke is. Like, Preston Burke to Ellis means nothing because she's yeah. been out for five years. Yeah. It's true. Okay, um, so now we are in the um, clinic, and Bailey's introducing the interns to the clinic and saying that they're going to work there and do, like, flu shots for the day. Um, and... Uh, Izzy's super excited and nervous and like being really weird about everything. And she's like, don't touch that. It was $79. Um, and she's like, Every, it has to mean something. I'm like, okay, it's a day. Like, seriously, you've got to chill. Like it will, but give it a minute to be open. Like the panic is just annoying to me. Um, it's just, I didn't care for it. Uh, Sloan and no. Weber come in to congratulate them. Oh, and this is when Bailey's like, just watch the door. So Izzy's like, all right, fine. I'll watch the door and, and in, do nothing else. So, so Sloan and Weber come in and congratulate them. And they're like, well, where is everybody? And is he still just like leering at the door? And then George comes in and with Callie and they announce that they got married in Vegas. And Alex says, dude, she's Callie O'Malley. And it's funny. And then we get the title card at six and a half minutes. Yeah. The Callie O'Malley thing killed me. Good yeah, guy, Alex, coming through. <laughs> definitely, you're you like a good rhyme. 
Love a good rhyme. Also, it's like, uh, you know, in uh, The Wedding Singer, Julia Gulia. Yeah. It's just it is, it is so like good. Oh, man. And that's that movie is why I uh, I always let Jessica sit in the aisle seat, in the uh, the, win- the window seat if I can. I um, prefer the musical to the movie. Oh, is there a is there a musical? Mm-hmm, there's a stage musical. I need to I need to watch That's that. Are they coming to Chicago? Uh, you know, I don't think they're actively on the Broadway. Oh, okay. Anyways, uh, okay. So Izzy is talking to George, and she's like, "It's fast. Is everything okay? Are you even happy?" And Callie's like, "We're super happy. Thank you so much for asking." Um, and then she shows her the ring. And she does her first bitch move of the episode, which is tiny diamonds are great because, you know, no one will ever try to steal it. What a bitch. Like, so I did dumb. not care for that. No. Who don't, fucking cares? Yeah. Don't comment on that. That's not uh, that's not necessary. Um, and like, yeah, I know ahead. that we're going to get to this later on, but that's why. Women, first off, women compare each other with all that shit. And it's society. It's societal bullshit. Just be fucking happy. And then I love the scene later where Callie's like, oh, I know it's small. And Addison's like, it is beautiful. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck. Yes, Addison. Thank you. Women Mm -hmm. supporting women. Fuck. Yeah. One time someone told me that my engagement ring was cute. And I was like, I don't like that description. Like don't cute cute implies like small uh, oh look at it it's so cute look yeah at I didn't care is. for that also someone once told me my wedding dress was cute and I was like I don't think it was I think it was perfect and beautiful and wonderful thank you so much all of the ways that I would describe your wedding dress and Michael's uh, wedding suit yes we did have it special made we went we went bougie for it you got to I mean if I got a special if I get a special outfit I feel like he should get a special outfit <laughs> that I was agree. kind of the, uh, and he has worn it multiple times since our wedding. So, and I have not worn my dress once since our wedding. <laughs> so, uh, that you, one may uh, have been the better investment. I think you should pack it and wear it uh, here for sushi. To Marlo's birthday party. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just come out for Marlo's birthday party in a wedding dress. We've got plenty of these fucking fake flower bouquets here. You can. Uh, <laughs> they're still all over the place. Your wife does love does love a fake floral mm-hmm. they're I'm all over my big, floral i'm not a big fan of the fake plant anyways um okay so bailey sends the interns away and tells uh, alex and izzy to go steal patients and sends george to go with the chief to a patient and sends christina to dr burke um and uh so George goes with the chief to the ER and he's like, oh, we're a couple of married men. And Richard goes, I'm getting a divorce. <laughs> and he's like, no, so don't tell me that. No, uh, please. No. You're and my Richard's inspiration. Like, you know, sometimes that's what happens in life. Um, so, yeah, that's fun. And then they meet the, no, wait, not yet. Yeah, so they go to the patient, and she has, uh, she had a tumor that Richard took out eight months ago, and she's been on chemo and radiation since then. And um, the boyfriend comes in, 
and he has no idea that she has cancer, which is wild. What a secret to keep. Uh, and then Richard sees Ellis like through the little window in the procedure room. So he tells George like, Oh, order these tests and then goes out to Ellis and like goes to ask Meredith, like, is she okay? But Ellis recognizes him and she's like, Oh my God, you've aged. Like I, I hear you're the chief. That's amazing. And he's like, well, not for long. I'm going to retire. And she's like, fucking Adele. That but that bitch. was Adele's idea. Yeah. So, um, wouldn't you He's rather like have me sucking shook. your dick right now and cheating on your wife? <laughs> yeah, he's uh, pretty shook by the fact that she's lucid. Um, and Wait, hold on. Uh, I want to pause. You know, I say the dick sucking thing, but I don't know if Ellis is, a, is an oral sex kind of woman. You don't know that about most people. I mean... Unless they explicitly say it. <laughs> do you think that Ellis Gray... The way that her character is portrayed in the show strikes you as the kind of woman who wants to do oral sex. They were having their affair when they were like interns and residents. So they were a bit younger. So honestly, I feel like they were doing all of the things like butt stuff, all of the things. If I had to imagine. <laughs> all right. Oh, I, and listen, I don't know. There are people, maybe, maybe Bert uh, Weber doesn't like getting blowjobs. I don't know. I, don't I can know. absolutely find you fan fiction about this. I am certain if you want me to, <laughs> <laughs> can find you Ellis and Weber fan fiction porn. I don't Erot even think it would fan be Fan fiction, auto, uh, uh, not auto, uh, just erotica, just narrative erotica. Yeah, sure. Perfect. Go ahead and send it to me. As long as there's no spoilers for the show, I'll, I'll read it. Uh, yes. <laughs> if any of I'll you listeners right out that. there, uh, write your own Grace fan fiction, uh, romance novels, l let us know. Send them to us. Kelsey would love to read them. <laughs> Please. Please. Uh, okay. So then he tells Meredith to take the day off and spend it with her because the time is a gift. Everyone keeps saying the time is a gift. It's a gift. Um, Burke tells Christina that Meredith's mom is there and that she's lucid. And she's like, he says, I love this moment. He's like, she's going to need the best care and you're the best. So you get to be on her um, case, which is nice. Uh, and she also asks about the surgery um, that he's going to do tomorrow. He's like flying someone in from Denver to do a specific surgery or something. And um, she's like, are you using this to get an answer from like, are you using the surgery to like bully me into answering um, and he's like, no, but what's your answer? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, no, but if you could answer, that'd be neat. And she says it's under advisement, which is funny. Um, and then he's like, I need to give the other interns a chance. And she goes, why? <laughs> I just think that's very funny. That's a you statement. That's you. That's you all over. Hey, these other people need a chance. So why? Who cares? <laughs> Um, okay. So then, uh, Izzy and Alex go to the ER to poach patients and they're like attacking the guy who burns when he pees. Uh, Christina is doing a drug test. No, sorry. A test on Ellis and Ellis is talking to her about Meredith. I don't know why I just said a drug test. <laughs> I'm very tired. Maybe they, fentanyl. maybe she it's needs it. 
in the, in the you, you need a drug test. Um, so yeah, she's doing like the ultrasound on her heart and, uh, Alice is like, well, I can tell that you're friends with Meredith cause you won't look at me. And she completely rain mans this entire scene. Yeah. Everything about this scene. It's impressive. Yeah. Her demeanor with other people is very different than her demeanor with Meredith. And it's, uh, it's an interesting dynamic to watch for sure. Um, and then Christina, this is the first episode also that Christina explicitly says she wants to pick cardiothoracics for her specialty. Um, obviously it's been hinted at and like with her shadowing Burke so much it, I think it's probably, I mean, did you assume that prior to this? Yeah. Yeah. I, I assumed, uh, but I, I think with this one, with, with this kind of question, and I know we've talked a lot about how your specialty says a lot about you. And it's like it becomes a lot of the who the doctor's identities are. Uh, it almost sounded like Christina was like kind of humble around Ellis in a, in a way. Like yeah. maybe well, it was I intimidating think, humble. Well, I think it's like truly such like a hero moment because she's like a pioneer specifically as a female surgeon. Um, so I think for the read on it would be that Christine is, is just like, this is who I want to be because you're like a female surgeon. You have all this respect. And like when she was a female surgeon, like when she was coming into that career, it definitely would have been at a time where there were like probably no other women, like basically no other women, very few women um, in the field at all. So she definitely would have been like a, a trailbreaker, a trailblazer in that way. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I do like, and and I think that uh, the fortunate thing about this is if Christina ever like does interact with Ellis again, because they're not related, she can have the same thing that she wants out of this conversation at any point. Like there's going to be this, tell me about my specialty. Tell mm-hmm. me about who I am. She can ask for advice from Ellis about anything because she doesn't have to be lucid to be a good surgeon. But the problem is, is that when it comes to Meredith, she has to be lucid to be a good mother. Because from what we've heard is even lucid Ellis wasn't a good mother. So yeah, she kind of sucks too. But you got to think everything that they're, they're bringing back to her. It's, it's in those five years ago moment, even us as people like think of back to five years ago of who we were like, we've we are better people maybe yeah. i don't know we have known each other for five years which is crazy five years on your birthday is five years that i've been engaged wow five years in two days bonkers mcgee okay so uh podcast burp uh, Ellis tells Christina that she wants to meet the neuro person who's in charge of the uh, clinical trial that she's in for Alzheimer's, uh, which of course is Derek. Um, so Christina goes to find Meredith and she's like, um, what are you doing? Uh, and Meredith is like, Oh, I'm avoiding her. And she says that she wants to meet Derek, but not like, she doesn't know that he's her boyfriend. She knows that he's the neurosurgeon. Uh, and then Izzy comes by with the patient she stole and is like, Meredith, don't avoid your mother. Go spend time with her. It's a gift. It's a gift. I'm judging you. Um, and, 
uh, Izzy comes by with the patient she stole from the ER and she's like, Meredith, stop avoiding your mom. This time is the gift. And then she says that George is crazy. And, and Meredith is like, what is she talking about? And Christina goes, oh, yeah, Bambi got married. Um, so that's how Meredith finds out. Uh, so she and anytime someone him. references George as Bambi, it's a direct yeah. it's it's literally just scrubs. JD was Bambi. JD oh, is really? Bambi, not George. Yeah, they they named him Bambi and uh, his nickname was Bambi as well. Interesting, interesting. Did not recall. Uh, okay, so that's funny. Uh, so she goes to find George. Um, this is when she's very supportive. She congratulates him. She's like, "Are you okay? Like, is it? Are you happy about it?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'm really happy." And she's like, "Good. I'm I'm happy for you. Congratulations. That's nice." Um. Then Ellis finds Meredith and is like, uh, were you planning on coming to see me anytime soon? Because, you know, you should. She's like, uh, no, mom, this ain't a gift. No, you a bitch. I hate this. And if I come see you, it's going to be terrible. And, it and you're is. just going to shame me for being happy. Yep. Um, so uh, Addison is eyeing Alex and Callie calls her. She's like, do you do you need something? Because we can all see you. Um, and this when Addison says like, oh, I can't sleep with him. He's the help. And Callie goes, well, I married the help and tells her that she got married in Vegas. And, uh, Cal- or Addison's like, oh, congratulations. But like, it's really fast. Like why? And she's like, oh, you know, <laughs> just like want to sleep with him all the time, I guess. You know, that cartoon bear in the TV shows <laughs> and the lines life of deliciousness. <laughs> and you end up having sex with a table. That's me. Uh, also, um, I know we skipped a little bit over this, but, uh, one of the things that I think Christina says to Meredith is parental disappointment ends with a medical degree. Oh yeah. That was the, one of the funniest lines. Yeah. That was funny. Uh, she's like, parents aren't allowed to be disappointed in you if you're a doctor basically, which I feel like is fair. Very fair, but not true. Like, because there's still, if your parent was a doctor, I could see how that would still be like, exactly. Exactly. (sighs) Maybe that's the only way to win my 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 parents' approval. Let's become a doctor. Uh, maybe, but probably not. Yeah, <laughs> probably still not. Um. So then, uh, Meredith and Alice are talking, and this is the not nice time. One of many. Um. So basically. Ellis is like, tell me about yourself. And she's like, oh, I'm really happy. And Ellis is like, well, fuck that noise. I don't want you to be happy. I want you to be great. I was great and I was miserable. <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ. Um, so, yeah, it's not a great scene, but uh, I think it's very telling. About who Ellis is as a, as a mother. Yeah. Well, the scene when or the the quote, she's like uh, something along the lines of I raised you to be extraordinary and you're just ordinary. And I'm like, yep, that says more about you than it yep. does your daughter, because yep. literally I know you don't know who Burke is, but he's a big deal. And he said Meredith is dope. Yeah. And <laughs> also, if you ask Weber, he would say that Meredith of yours is dope. So, like, just back the fuck off, Alice. She sucks. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's not a moment. It's not a good it's not a good look. Um George is taking the his patient's blood and he's like really shaky and you're like what the fuck is happening? Um and 
then Meredith takes Derek to Ellis and she's like, be careful. Like she's whatever. She can figure you all out and whatever. Um, George runs into Olivia and she's like, are you okay? You don't look good. And he's like, yeah, I don't feel good. Um, and she's like, is it cause you got married? Are you physically ill? Which because is you got married? so funny. She's hilarious. <laughs> but like, it's a bit of a leap. I feel like. It's 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 just a funny dig, and I think it's just because of their romantic past. But also, in that scene, he was learning the middle name of the patient yeah. with the boyfriend. And I was literally like, dang, dude, like you're having a panic attack because you don't know your, your wife's middle name? Like, I mean, I get it, but dang, you're overreacting, George. Plot yeah. twist. He's dying. <laughs> um. He so then he runs into Callie and he's like, I don't even know your middle name. And she's like, who fucking cares? Like, I don't it doesn't matter. Like, you didn't know my name last week either. And you you were fine. This is just about your friends being dicks. Which is true. Yeah, which is not false. So uh, Ellis is talking to Derek and figures out that he's Meredith's boyfriend. And then she's super fucking rude about it. Um, George goes to the clinic to lay down and Alex goes to take his place in the OR with Dr. Weber. Uh, Izzy is still being obsessive about the clinic and Denny's legacy. And this is when I wrote literally shut up, Izzy. It's been a single fucking day. Like also, especially if you built it in eight days, you haven't had time to like put the press out about it. You would think you would think. Yeah. It's just like, calm down. Um, Uh, So then Olivia also comes in and then the lab tech who comes in and George puts it together that like, these are all the people that touched Marina's blood. So like, obviously her blood is toxic, but he says she's toxic. And Olivia goes, Callie. Yeah. A lot of us feel that way, which I just don't understand. Like, what is the issue with Callie other than like, she is like, just has a strong personality and like speaks her mind. Like I, why is that? toxic like there are literally you're in the, you work in a place where Derek fucking Shepherd exists and you're gonna say Callie Torres is toxic is this a joke yeah I was not pleased actually fun fact I missed that line because I was so I was so I was typing that uh her blood is toxic with exclamation points and question marks so I actually missed that line I take it back Olivia you suck you're the worst yeah, I thought like, I thought you were sweet and nice, and now I hate you. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, so George goes to call the OR to warn Reber the patient is toxic, but everyone's already passed out. Drama, which is what I was <laughs> like. What the? F- Everyone is faint. I well, I didn't know that they were uh uh gonna be okay, but I was like, oh shit! Like, are is all of them can't die? Not every single one of those. Can you imagine? They're all. Yeah, yeah. What a way. I mean, fine. If that's how you take these people out of the show, okay. No lead up to it. Yeah, that's it. Man, George was shaking and Alex is dead. Yeah, man. We don't even get to see Alex and Addison have one last one last round of smushing. Well, first round of smushing, and then last round of smushing. (laughs) Um. So. he so that we come the doctors are going to be okay meredith asks derek how she can help and shockingly he's an asshole about it just why just fucking no explanation just a dick like just i hate him he's he sucks Um, he's not great 
he is toxic guys this is what toxic looks like yeah um the attendings are trying to figure out oh no sorry then george tells callie that their marriage isn't toxic and she's like why would you think our marriage was toxic so that's unwise of him to say to her uh the attendings are trying to figure out what they need to do to help morena because she's just laying there open on the table um christina goes to ellis and she's like you need heart surgery and she's like why medicine medication can treat this um oh my god diagnosis and she's like yeah but you don't take your medicine like when you're not lucid you don't you're not a compliant patient. So we need to do the surgery so that people don't have to force this medicine on you every single day. Um, this and, scene. Oh, go ahead, yeah. go ahead, go ahead. No. And then Christina's like, well, Ella says, well, what if I refuse? And Christina goes, well, it just like, doesn't matter if you refuse because Meredith is your medical power of attorney. So. <laughs> yeah. This scene I really like because it's like, uh, Hey, Ellis, you have to face the the facts that you just fucked over and pissed off the person who controls your medical destiny. So, yeah. and the ironic thing about that is, number one, you gave it to her. You gave her that power. Number two, I think it's going to require someone very extraordinary to hold your medical fate in their hands. And that's the ironic yep. thing because you just spent all that time blasting your daughter and that's mm-hmm. just not cool because she will end up saving your life or your life. And that's pretty extraordinary. Yeah. Um, okay. So we will take a small break right now for everyone's favorite segment, living in Shondaland. Living in Shondaland. Incredible. Stunning. Beautiful. Uh, one person. Okay. Uh, man or woman woman stomach neurotoxin girl no fuck are you serious are you lying to me no i'm not lying who else could it possibly oh is it the girl is it the little little girl patient oh no i have no idea who it is i give up uh, it's like the receptionist at the uh, nursing home who tells oh, Meredith that she fuck. has to go in and tell Ellis that she has yeah. Alzheimer's. Fuck you. Fuck this. This is the worst. This is like the one time where the banker was a guy and then I didn't get the other two. <laughs> fuck that. Okay. All right. Anyway, Shondaland, you're great. Whatever. <sighs> tell me all about the receptionist, so, Kelsey. Uh, the actress Joyce Guy plays Mrs. Han- Henry. And she is in one episode of How to Get Away with Murder. Well, great for you. The end. Okay. So let's head back in. So we're in the clinic. And uh, what I totally missed the, the, the them coming into the clinic. I don't know when that is. I must have missed that. Bit. At some point When before, everyone started getting sick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When Izzy was obsessing about Denny's legacy. I think that's when she came in. So, okay. So we're in the clinic and Izzy's teaching the girl about tampons and pads. And she's, the girl is being like super teenagery, like, ugh, like I'm so embarrassed. This is just terrifying, terrible. I can't believe this is happening. Just like lots of attitude. Um, so Izzy leaves and Bailey asks the dad to go fill out some paperwork. And she's like, 
do you have any other questions? Like, do you, are you having cramps? Can I get you a heating pad? And the girl is like, um, so can I be pregnant? Cause I had sex like a week ago, but it was before I had my period. So like, I can't be pregnant. Right. And Bailey's face is like, she's just yeah. so shook. Like there's no, Plot twist. like she was not prepared for that question from this girl who has basically said nothing since she got there. Um, oh, and also, what is she supposed is to be like 12 or 13? 13. Some shit. Yeah. Yeah. 13. Um, this is also when we learned that her mom had passed away. Like her dad mentions it um, when he's leaving. Like, oh, her mom passed away a couple years ago and I like don't know how to raise her. <laughs> Casual. I am not looking forward to the age where Marlo has to figure out tampons. Luckily, Jessica is going to be able to handle that conversation. I don't mind going to the store and having to buy tampons. Like I'm not one of those guys. I don't mind it. Um, mostly because I could just do a drive up order at target and nobody cares. <laughs> um, but also the, the sex thing for 13, that's terrifying. That is yeah. terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. It's very unsettling to think about. I don't care. You're a child. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay. So uh, this is when we get the other really good Meredith and Ellis scene where Meredith tells her off and she's like, you want to know what happened to me? You happened to me. You literally have ruined my life and I fucking hate you basically. And Ellis is like, well then let me have the surgery. And Meredith says, no, um, killing my mother is not going to be another thing that happens to me. That was powerful as fuck. Yeah, this whole scene is really good. Like Ellen Pompeo does such a good job in this episode. She okay. I want to take a pause here because all of she is an amazing actress. Yeah, she really is. The the scenes that stand out to me the the, when I think of this scene, the hall the the hallway scene where she says you don't get to call me a whore, the Mm -hmm. uh, pick me, love me, choose me scene, like. She's an amazing and oh, and when she was uh high on drugs, oh, yeah. uh, she's an awesome actress, and I really appreciate her. Like, I'm I as an acting from an acting standpoint, Meredith slash Ellen Pompeo stan. Okay, yeah, I want to be very clear on that. I will go on record as a character, Meredith <laughs> Gray, she's kind of a slice of mayonnaise coated toast. <laughs> Like, she's not a compelling character. Meredith is not a compelling character. I like Ellen Pompeo's acting as Meredith. Yeah. But Meredith... Does that make sense? Like, am I I articulating the differentials on that? Where we are in this, I feel like she hasn't had a whole lot of, like, really insanely, like, crazy compelling storylines. But she can still be, like, a good actress who you enjoy watching. Um, because yes. at some point, you know, at some point you just have to be like, well, this is what the story that she's been told to tell, to tell, and this is how she's doing it, which is fine. She's doing a, an incredible job with it. Um, so yeah, we can, and it's not that we hate Meredith. We're just like, like you, she's just kind of bland at this point. Like we haven't really seen, there's just not much. I mean, obviously this episode's a big one that we're getting a little more insight into. Um, and that's what again makes characters interesting. So, you know. There's something there. But yeah, I agree a hundred percent. Cause it's like, I, I look at Christina and I would say, um, Sandra O oh is also one of the, one of the top 
actor slash actresses on the show, but mm-hmm. also Christina's a very compelling character. I've really yeah. enjoyed Christina's arcs. She definitely uh, gets more to work with. And also like her, the personality they give her is just like, there's a lot more to it. Yeah. But then I think about the other interns and I think Alex is not a good actor, a great act. Like he hasn't had a ton of like really great acting scenes, but I've really enjoyed him as a character. George, neither. Um, and then <laughs> Izzy also kind of neither. Uh, I've really been really frustrated with her arcs. At least George, actually George really acted through his dad's death. Well, yeah. Um, but anyways, that's, that's it. I just wanted to pause and, and just kind of give that two cents and uh, take us way to the next scene. I don't even know where we're at right now. Um, killing my mother is oh. not going to be another thing that happens to me. Yeah. And then the uh, anesthesia okay. wears off on that one girl. Fuck. Yeah. So yeah, Derek and Burke are like getting in their little like airtight hazmat suits to go in. Um, and they like have this basically like battery charged oxygen attached to them that they can use to get, uh, to like have for air or whatever, but they say they haven't been charging for very long. So they're only going to have 30 minutes once, once they get in. Um, but that's when she starts to wake up and they're like, well, we're not fully ready to go to go in yet. And a- Addison's like, fuck it, I'm going in. So she runs in, redoses the patient uh, and runs back out. And can um, you fucking imagine, Kelsey? Yeah, because you're going to wake up from that surgery. You will have a little bit of that vague memory. Yeah. Like, I don't like it. No. That's a true fear. You know, there's 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 people who go through surgeries where the anesthesia, uh, it works, but then the painkillers don't. So you're like you're feeling all the pain throughout, or it's like the painkillers work and the anesthesia doesn't, or something like that. And like you're like you're yeah. kind of coherent. Like fuck, and, that is the and you worst. Can feel like you can feel like pressure and movement when you're when you have these anesthesias on. Like you're like it's not like someone touches you and you can't feel that they're touching you. Right. You just right. can't feel the pain. It's crazy. Um, yeah, that's, I don't care for that at all. Um, so, uh, so yeah, Addison doses her and runs back out and that's when Shepard and Burke go in. Uh, Ellis is having runs of SVT and Christina orders some kind of medicine and it's like Paige Burke and they're like, well, he already went in this surgery. Um, and then Ellis basically like tells her what to do to like calm it down, which is crazy that Ellis is like in cardiac distress and can still like tell someone else how to care for her. Like insane. Um, and then she tells Christina, like, you're really good under pressure. You're going to be a really great surgeon. And this is when Christina's Christina's like, can I have both? Like, you know, this man has proposed to me. Um, and I know it's none of my business, but I know you and Meredith's dad split up. So like, can I have this incredible career and also this life. And uh, Ellis is like, well, I didn't try hard enough. So she's basically like, well, I can't really say because I only tried on one side of that. I didn't try on the other. Which is the only positive to come from her being lucid. And I think it's very, at least uh, Christina knows that it's important that she acknowledged the fact that like, she didn't try that hard. Like it's good to know that she knows She's not over here like, I tried so hard in my marriage and my husband just still left. But like, that's not what she thinks. She's like, well, I didn't. That's not where my priorities were. Does, does, can you spoil something for me? Does Meredith ever get that closure from Christina? Like, does this conversation come up again between the two of them? I truly don't recall. Okay. I don't think so. All right. I I believe you. I believe you. Um, so, uh, the chief is watching 
Burke and Derek operate, uh, Meredith comes in and she's like, Ellis doesn't, she's not impressed with who I am. And I think she really just wants to see you right now. And he's like, well, she, the only thing she wants to hear from me is that I regret not leaving Adele. And I don't, I can't go in and tell her that. So I'm not going to. Um, so that's, I mean, I appreciate that his honesty and I would agree. That's probably true based on the way she still like, goes in though. He still, he I still guess. goes in. Yeah, but he doesn't tell her that. I think he takes what Meredith has told him and as like, she does want to see me. And, um, so they're, hold on. Oh yeah. So Burke and Derek are struggling. They have eight minutes left of air. Um, Kelly is not pregnant and does not have any STDs and her dad is super mad. Um, Bailey steps in and talks to her and is like really straightforward to her, which is, in my opinion, what was, what was needed in this moment. Um, I also really like this scene because she doesn't like shame her. She doesn't like slut shame or like call out purity culture or anything like that. She's just like, you're too young to be put in this position. So you shouldn't be in the position. Like she's not saying like, save yourself for marriage or like you're being a skank. She's just saying like, there is more to sex than just sex. And like, you're just not, it's okay not to be ready and you're not ready. And I like, I understand, but like, you're not ready. You shouldn't, no one should expect you to be ready at this point. You're 13. Yeah. It's also, it's one of those things where there's a lot of those like, uh, TikTok videos or Instagram reels where it's like, you need to, you need to give your daughter as, as fathers, you need to give them the example of how to treat you and how to respect you and how to be empathetic and like, uh, care for you because girls will go and fill some sort of void in their life with these stupid fucking horny boys and shit. And I was, I was a stupid fucking horny boy and shit, but I wasn't sticking my wiener in little, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't sticking it in anything that wasn't a mouth, you know? Okay. Uh, but the point is, the point is, I'm a changed man. I'm a father now. Also, I think it's good that, like, abstinence is not effective as sex education. Abstinence is effective as not get for not getting pregnant and getting us. Like if you don't have sex, you're not going to get pregnant. Right. But just preaching abstinence is not an effective form of sex education and you cannot expect it to be one. Um, also like uh, growing up in the South specifically, like purity culture is just so problematic and like abstinence being used abstinence and like shame being used to like prevent people from having sex is just like, it's, I hate it. It's just not, I don't think that it's acceptable as like a form, a way to like tell teenagers uh, because then like, it's just a way to avoid conversations and their conversations people need to have. And then like grown adults grow up and like, don't like both male and females um, grow up and like, don't know the ins and outs of their own body because no one gives them real sex education. But they also have to go through puberty, just not understanding safe sex. Yeah. You can have, have sex if you want it, but like, Make it be consensual. Make yeah, it be safe. Make it you use protection and also birth control. Like do all of those things because you don't want your life ruined. 
I will say this with an asterisk because not all lives are ruined by this, but like you don't want to alter the course your of life, your life yes, by one altered, choice sure. because, yeah. So Because um, you weren't given the necessary tools to like be prepared. Exactly. Exactly. But also like people shouldn't have to, again, go on TikTok to like learn sex education. Like we should no, be offering this. No. This should be standard practice in schools. Like it's just not, it's not grooming to teach children sex education. Yeah. Yeah, it's in fact the opposite. <laughs> yeah, it's so fucking dumb. Um, okay, that was my. That is weekly, another rant for a different box. day. Yeah, yeah. But this is also um, okay. if you're if you're listening to this, this is coming from the point of view of two parents and two parents of daughters, and yes. one of which is also the parent of a son. So, yes. like, it's we understand as parents that there are challenging things that are going to be taught in school someday. But like, I want everything that my daughter can learn to set her up for safety and respect and like owning the, the voyage of her own body and sexual journey. Like she deserves that. Right. Also, I think that consent should be fully integrated and be a very important part. in Yes. Yes. It's just, did you watch the the luckiest girl alive with Mila Kunis? No, did not. I heard it was very traumatic though. It's fucking. I have it's, a it's book a, by that name, and I wonder if that's the book that it's based off of. It might. But be. I have. I have not read it. I think I started it and then got distracted, which happens a lot. Okay. Um. So uh, Callie goes to make sure George is okay. She's still mad. She's like, "Okay, cool. You're not gonna die. Bye." Um. And she, that's when she's like, "You know, everything was fine when we're in Vegas, but we get back, and you just like you you." are literally poisoned and you think that it's because of our marriage. Like that's only because of the way your friends reacted. Um, and she, she's like, he goes like, Oh, I thought you'd be proud of me. And he's like, she's like, the fuck you like, no. Um, and my middle name is Iphigenia. And then she just leaves. So, um, yeah, George is not doing a great job at husbandry so far. He's only one weekend. I don't think I was yeah. really great one weekend. Maybe I was. Maybe. That pause I was way there. too long. Pause was I way too there. long. You were okay. in California. I'm sure you were being yeah, great. Yeah, well that but you could have said I'm sure you were being great a lot quicker after that I 17 minute pause. But where's the fun in that? <laughs> all right this is the end okay. of the gray's academy podcast and we are done and uh that's been a wrap it's a season it's a it's a series wrap no you need to know what happens i do need to know <laughs> what happens uh okay so uh alex and addison are in the clinic recovering and addison is still like leering at alex with sex hard eyes. hard <laughs> It's embarrassing. Imagine being a patient watching that go by. Like, what the fuck is happening in this hospital? Uh, and he's like, oh, you're, that was pretty cool what you did. And she's like, maybe it was stupid. Bye. And then just gets up and like wheels off her little oxygen tank. It's like a really weird scene. Um, okay. So back with the patient, they have all this shit they have to do. Um, they're running out of air. Richard's trying to walk them through it. Um, and then they both run out of air and pass out in the OR because drama. And Christina goes, that's not good. 
Which is Which definitely is what I would say if Michael passed out. <laughs> That's not good. The thing that I'm concerned about is the anesthesiologists in this hospital because they say, oh, Weber found out. Weber deduced that the anesthesiologist didn't put an NG tube in. And I'm like, what is wrong with this hospital? The anesthesiologists are constantly like sucking or falling asleep or getting drunk. They didn't have time to do it. So I'm assuming it's something that would have happened during the surgery. But he passed out before he could. Sure, defend the the scapegoats. Although it is a trope now because now they're blaming everything on anesthesiologists. This is this a running gag that just maybe there's someone on the the staff who just their parents were killed <laughs> by an anesthesiologist or something, so they just make fun maybe. of them at every, every turn. Maybe it was Weber undermining just, undermining confidence in their medical the profession. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Um. So. Izzy, Meredith, and Christina are getting ready to go into the EOR and finish up. Um, they are going to go in in 20-second shifts. Sloan's like, I am not going to go in. Thank you so much. He says, listen, here's the thing. He, is he being a turd? A little bit. Is his argument sound? Also a little bit. Like, yes, it is irresponsible when every other attending and the chief have been affected by this and you don't even know the long-term side effects yet. Like, it's probably good to keep one out and be safe just in case. But does it seem like he's just doing it to be self-serving? Yes, it does seem that way. Yeah, that was one of those scenes where I didn't... He's showing his true colors, which is fine. But I didn't hate it. Yeah, it I'm made like, sense. I, it's I'm all like, logic. Yeah, it's smart, but like it doesn't make you look like you're this heroic person. Um. So then Christina volunteers. She's like, I can swim three lengths of my parents' pool underwater. So she goes first. Um. Then Izzy goes in. Then Meredith goes in, and they're able to seal everything up and take care of this girl and do whatever it is they needed to do for her. Were th- was um, the whole point that they weren't holding their breath? Because I'm I'm confused. On the Christina thing, she said she can swim three laps of her parents' pool and then stays in the same amount of time as everyone else. Like, how long is your parents' pool? Is it just a bathtub? I don't understand. Yeah, it seems like they are holding their breath and they're just being really dramatic about it. Now, I'm not a good judge because as someone who swam competitively for a very long time, I feel like I have a pretty decent lung capacity. Um, So I can hold my breath for a while. So to me, I'm like, you just didn't hold your breath that long to any of them. Um, I don't know if it's like breathing it in or just being exposed to it or like a combination. So I don't know. Seems shady to me because they come out like yep. super panting, like they were holding their breath and sprinting. So I don't know. It's uh, it is what it is. Um, so the patient makes it out of surgery and they put her on dialysis so that they can get the toxins out of her blood the attendings are all annoyed because Mark gets all the credit, even though he did absolutely nothing. And they were the ones who literally put their lives at risk. Um, and it's funny. <laughs> Madison's like, well, that's Mark for you. So here we are. Um, Izzy apologize, goes to Dr. Bailey and apologizes. And she's like, did you ever get any more patients? And um, Bailey's like, no, just the one. And Izzy's like, ugh, just the one. And Dr. Bailey says, yeah, $8 million worth of one, which is cute. 
it's nice. Yeah. She definitely knows that she had a very positive. I mean, that's what she said she wanted to do last episode is like she needed to believe that medicine can do more. And that's 100 percent what this interaction has accomplished for her. And like she made a huge difference in the lives of that girl and her father in that one interaction. So without having to cut her open and do a surgery. Exactly. So there is more to medicine than surgery. And that's exactly what she wanted. So that's good. Um, then we have Richard goes to see Ellis. She asks him if she knows who Meredith is when she's had, like when she's not lucid and he's like, you, you know that she's someone important. And then he asks her to uh, watch out for her. And then they have like a really nice conversation about, I get what could have been if they had been able to be together. Um, and it's sad, but it's a nice conversation, a nice moment. And he's like really there for her. And she's very vulnerable in this moment. And it kind of, you kind of have to think with everything else we've seen to her uh, up to this point that probably in her life, she has not been vulnerable with many people. Um, but he is one of the ones that, that he, that she has been that way with. The saddest part about that scene. It. Yeah. And actually I didn't, I didn't put that together. I think that's a really awesome call out by you, Kelsey. So kudos and great so job much. because I didn't, I didn't think about that. Um, what what I would say to the saddest scene and in, in the saddest part about the scene is she's like, and you would be there is when she said, and yeah. you would be there. And yeah. you can tell he's like, uh, look, I loved Adele and I wasn't even there. So like, yeah, no, I wouldn't be. And you could just tell he's like, no, that's not true. I won't. I wouldn't be. I know because I live the life. I, I wouldn't be there. <laughs> Yeah. But he lets her have it. And I think that's very nice of him. It's very sweet. It's it's a good romantic gesture. You can tell there's obviously feelings of of uh not just like pure romantic love, but I think it's it's just genuine empathy and affection in that moment of I know that I've lost my marriage. I know that I've lost you. But in this yeah. moment I can do what I you need me to do. I don't think he regrets staying with Adele but I do think I don't think so either sad about the fact that he didn't get to be with Ellis it's like both yes. like he were he doesn't regret staying with Adele but he does regret like he I guess grieves the life he could have had with Ellis and like when he says like oh I wouldn't have cared that you would be chief because I would be staying home with our kids like it's just like heartbreaking yeah um and it's just and like it's... maybe Ellis would have been happy and then maybe she wouldn't have been a shit mom because she would have been a happy human being yeah, maybe. It's it's always interesting when in TV shows when they have these like hindsight moments and you have these realizations of they've written this character to be this this grisly person and this really just very terrible mean figure who they're the villain in your story, right? And and Ellis just she's just a flawed human. She's probably a flaw of her upbringing. Yeah. She's a flaw of of mm -hmm. the life that she chose. She's a flaw of she's a victim of of the uh, not a flaw. She's a victim of, that's what I meant to say. Not, yeah. not a, she's a victim of her circumstances and upbringing and, and life choices. And she's a victim of maybe, maybe if she meets Weber before, uh, you know, Adele was in the picture, maybe the life is different, but she's, I think a victim of that regret and a victim of that shame. And it's all put on by herself and she projects it out to Meredith. Unfortunately, there's the only outlet for yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, especially the time too of, of, like I said before, being a, a surgeon at the time she came into that field when so few women were having to fight that kind of fight, that's going to harden you, not just in your field, but like in who you are as a person and, and your, yeah. your home life as well. Um, so I also wanted to say like, 
Ellis says, I wish I could go back. I do everything so differently. And like, I just think that again, it's her, like it's self-awareness. It's her recognizing like she could have done both, but she didn't. So it's just sad because you can't, once you do something, it's done. So can't put that toothpaste back in the tube. Am I right? It's so true. Um, so Callie comes by the locker room. Izzy is shitty again. Like again, just like, like it's so it's, it's yeah, it's out there. I'm like, this is is not, don't like say that George is your best friend. This is not friendship. This is just like possessive control. Like it's, I, I cannot stand it. It's a fucking annoying. Um, uh, George finally stands up for Callie and basically tells him all the fuck off. And she's like, he says, if you run her, if you decide you're going to run her off, you'll be able to, because you're good at it. But if she's gone, I'm gone. And then he says, she's my wife. Calliope, if Torres is my wife. And then Izzy goes to fucking make fun of her middle name after that speech. Like bitch, she, he just like, did you even listen to him? It's not he's cute like, at this point. Yeah. It's really it's not. not- it's not endearing. It's not cute. It's not funny. It's just, you're a bully. Yeah. You're, you're just and a big bully. Yeah. It's weird. It's the weird, like possessive, like friends are allowed to have other friends. If you're actually friends with someone, you're supportive of their relation. As long as their relationship is like good and healthy, which this one is, then like, it's not, why are you doing this? You don't have a valid reason. It's not like you're trying to protect your friend from being hurt because this person is cruel. And even, no even in this, in this scenario, like let's, let's look at it from a, tr- a purely made up standpoint. It's not like Callie has really done anything just egregious to make yeah. anyone think that it's a toxic relationship. Exactly. George is not a walk in the park. Nope. Like, you know, they're, they're equally, they have the, their flaws. And for some reason, Callie is the victim because she's a strong, confident woman. Like mm-hmm. don't, but again, you got to think 2007 women weren't supporting women the same way they are today in this in this current culture that we have of building each other up. And and I think this this transition of uh, um, heroin feminism. Right. Like, so, yeah, I don't know. It's I mean, it's she's believable. A, she, it's a, she's a dumb. This, yeah, it's very believable. It's but believable. she's, she's it's such just shitty. She's just a terrible villain. Callie is the worst villain because you like her. She's, she's a good a person. She's not a villain. She's, right. I don't yeah, understand. They're just trying it's, to like make her one for no right, reason. Right. That's weird. Izzy's the villain. She's, Izzy's the villain. And <laughs> Callie's Thanos. Callie is Raymond Reddington. It's me. Hi. I'm the problem. It's me. That's Izzy. She's the problem. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I need to listen to that Anyways. album still. Yeah, same. Um, okay. So this is Addison and Mark are fucking. This is they're doing it. They're doing it real, really in the, just doing it. Uh, But you have to believe that she's thinking about Alex. I am not, not believing that. (laughs) She said, I'm actively not thinking about you. you, So yeah. Yeah. Who's to say, okay. Um, then Christina goes to Burke and she's like, I, I'm not a ring person. I won't wear the ring. And then she says, we'll have money. We can hire a wife. And Burke's like, are you saying yes? And she's like, yeah. And he goes, 
well, I'm not letting you scrub in on the surgery. And she says, well, I'm not wearing the ring. And then they have such a cute moment where they like are laughing and hugging and celebrating. And it's actually, I just love it. It's so precious. I love it. It's such genuine joy. When he yelled, yes, I got goosebumps. I was so happy for them. I may have to, I may have to revisit my predictions on them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, Meredith comes by the room and gives her mom a big speech about why she wants her to have the surgery because she wants them to have another chance. And um, it's really sad because Ellis is no longer lucid and she just goes, you remind me of my daughter. As soon as she walked in that, that, that scene, I knew I was like, she's not, she's not there. Yeah. As soon as Weber said, close your eyes, she lost it. Yeah. That, yeah. So, okay. Well, that was it. That's the episode. That's we made this it. motherfucker. All right, you go first. Um, fellow and a half. This is a good one. Wow. I really like this one. Lots. It's there's drama. There's drama with people passing out. Um, I like the character development that we see for everybody. I think um, we see some for Callie and George. We see good moments for the Christina Burke. We see some more development with Mark, which I find amusing. Um, good, good amount of Addison in this one, which I love. Uh, yeah, I just, I just like this one, you know, I think it's good. Uh, Izzy's being the worst, but I think it's setting up. I like the backstory that what we see with Ellis provides us. I think it's important. Yeah. I, I agree with everything you said. I'm rating this a little bit lower. I'm only at a resident 0.5, a 3.5. Um, Because, like, there was no drama, right? There was nothing, like, super crazy that, like, there was no cliffhangers. It was a very well-acted episode, really well-written episode. I think it set, like, to your point, it sets up some backstory. It sets up some, uh, like, if if Ellis becomes lucid again, I'm curious the way that Meredith handles the gift the next time, if she gets another time. Um, Yeah. It was a really great scene at the end there with with Burke and Christina. Uh, George finally stands up for Callie in front of his friends, which is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um, a great one. But like, there was nothing just outstanding about this episode. It was just very average for me. It was good, but it was very average. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's it. Uh, yeah, do you want to make any new predictions? So go ahead. Let's talk on uh, George and Callie. They're not, they're not broken up. So. George and George and Callie are not broken up. Correct. Um, I have I have deduced that they are really married. Uh, I I think that they don't. I don't think they last though. I think they. Uh, I think that they will probably break up, get the marriage annulled or reversed, or have to do the divorce thing. And mm-hmm. George is going to be this show's Ross, where he has to go through a divorce. Um, and uh, why that's my will prediction they get divorced? George can't help but be a turd. Ah, it's going to be George's fault, or it's okay. going to be something where, like, Callie no, is given an incredible opportunity. <laughs> or, yeah, um, no, it's either going to be George sucks. It's either going to be because George sucks and he doesn't know how to actually process emotions or be a you know a fully functioning human. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Callie is presented with an incredible career opportunity and she needs to go away and she puts her career before her marriage. Okay. Um, Burke and Christina. Yeah, I've, I'm, I'm done. I'm done trying to fight it. They, they live happily ever after and they'll be together forever. 
Okay. Um, you have a bit of a Addison. smirk on your face. You have a bit of a smirk on your face when I said that. Did I did I just either ruin it or did I get it right? Or am I totally wrong and they get divorced next up? They don't need it. They never make it. She leaves him at the altar. <gasps> oh, shit. She leaves him at the altar? No, like my, my prediction. Like, you're smirking. Is it because of this or is it because of the opposite of this? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I've given nothing Are you away. Smirking? Just, like, Are you smirking because I'm right or smirking because I'm wrong? <laughs> who's to say? That's the show. Uh, no, um, I, I want. I'm now rooting for them. I'm officially team uh, Christine Sten. That's that's Christina and Preston. No, Christine no, I, I know what it is. I I just don't have a response. Um, okay, um, Ellis. Or or is it easier to say Team Bang? Um, Ellis, predict something about Ellis. Ellis, we won't see her for the rest of this season. Ellis is gone for the rest of season three. Okay, um, Mark and Addison. I don't want to see them have sex again, but they're going to make a terrible choice and just have sex again. I don't know when they're going to have sex again, but I don't, I don't want them to. But when you have two people who are that attractive, they're just going to accidentally fall into each other. Probably true. Um, Yeah. uh, Okay. So is there anyone else you needed to predict anything on? Uh, I don't think so. I think I feel pretty good with that. Um, I, I think, I have no, I have no judgment call that Weber and Adele are going to work it out. I'm, I'm led to believe that that storyline is over and they're going to actually get divorced. Um, excuse me, podcast burp. Um, that, but that's all I got. I don't think I have any other predictions. Okay, well, I think that's it for this episode. Then, um, thank you guys so much for listening again. Um, please continue to share, tell your friends. Um, if you could leave a rating, a review on whatever you listen to, it really helps people find us as well. Um, share us on social media. Feel free to check out our Patreon. Um, you can find it in the episode description or in the link in our bio and on Instagram. Um, always welcome to, to reach out on Instagram or our email at Grace Academy Pod on Instagram at Grace Academy Pod at gmail.com. Um, Thank you guys so much, Carmen. I will see you when this comes out tomorrow. Uh, uh, so fun. Wait. And like when this comes out, I will see you tomorrow. Because tomorrow this comes out. Oh, and I will see you the day yeah. After yeah. I was like, wait, you're going to be here tomorrow? What? If, all, if no. only. Um, okay. So, yeah. And if you guys see Carmen. No spoilies, but definitely wish me happy birthday. Wish me happy yeah, birthday. Dude, I think it is really, his birthday yeah. um, on Friday, which is the 4th. If you're yes, listening to this is. in real time when it comes out. And if you listen to it in backwards time, you can still go back. He'll take he'll take belated wishes. It's true. Even if it's wishing me happy birthday and you're getting to this next year in 2023, it's fine. I'll take it. Uh, but uh, no spoilies. We appreciate you guys. Uh, the best birthday present that anyone could give me is uh, uh, giving us a, a five-star review, uh, a like, a subscribe, a follow, and, and a Patreon follower. We really appreciate all that. So have a great one. We'll see you all in the next one.